from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? Great, Jordan. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but there's this thing called Woodstock. and we're celebrating Say what? The, yeah, we're celebrating the 50th anniversary. It's supposed to be the Woodstock 50, which didn't happen. Right. So much in the news here. In fact, it's all we talked about is it's going to happen this way, and then they're going to change it that way, and now it's just completely canceled. Yeah, exactly. But I thought we could reminisce a bit about Woodstock, but yeah. also reminisce about something people might not know about. Milwaukee had its own kind of Woodstock three weeks before Woodstock. Say what? Yeah, Tell me was... all about this. I don't know anything about the Milwaukee Woodstock. So uh, Chris Foran at the Journal Sentinel wrote a story. You should check it out at jsonline.com about the Midwest Rock Festival, which took place July 25th to 27th, 1969 at mm. State Fair Park. This lineup is insane. It was There was Led Zeppelin. It was uh, Blind Faith, uh, the super group with Eric Clapton, Steve Winwood. <sighs> Johnny Winter was there. First edition with Kenny Rogers. Uh, Bob Seger system, MC5, but they didn't get to play because it rained. Uh, Jeff Beck, he didn't get to play because it rained. What? And it was what? all run by this 22-year-old guy, uh, Peter Knapp, uh, who he wanted to go see Woodstock, and he couldn't. Uh, he tried to get some days off, and his boss at the time, who he worked at like a Chrysler Plymouth dealership, he thought, oh, there could be something if we create our own festival. And he gave him like 10 grand in a check Whoa. and told him to create this thing. What? And he got a hold of Joe Cocker's agent and like, like June 26th or something. And he got it all organized by July 25th. It's insane that this all even happened. Uh, but it did, you know, three weeks wow. before Woodstock. This sounds like it was cool, but obviously you and I are way too young to have actually experienced it. It's true. So I want to invite a friend into the studio with us today who was actually there. We want to welcome Rick into the studio. Rick Rommel is a reporter at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Rick, how are you, man? Hey, Jordan. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so you were actually at this festival, right? Yeah, I was there for one day, uh, the day Blind Faith uh, uh, anchored the show. And, uh, you know, they were terrific. I remember a Ginger Baker drum solo that went on for, Ooh. I don't know, 45 minutes. That feels was it? about right. No, it, it only seemed like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, it was, it, there were great people there. Uh, the venue, eh, not sure. the greatest. Sure. State Fair Park. But then three weeks later is Woodstock, and, and you went to Woodstock as well, right? Yeah, like uh, almost everybody I knew and hung around with went to Woodstock. All right, we'll get into that next. We've got Rick in studio with us as we celebrate the Woodstock 50 here on Tapped In. Stay tuned. 88.9's new podcast series, Backspin. The search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. It's Tapped In. I am Jordan Lee from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. Of course, with me as always is Piet Levy from the Journal Sentinel. And Rick is joining us as well. Rick Rommel, reporter from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, who actually was at Woodstock. So instead of us talking about what Woodstock 50 was all about, these two young men who didn't even get close to going. I think I almost went to 25, though. Okay. I, I, I did pay for the 25 on pay-per-view, so yeah. I get a little cred in this conversation. <laughs> but Rick, you were there, and, and you said you went with actually kind of a, a few groups of Milwaukeeans who ended up meeting up at the festival? Yeah, that's right. Um, there were, I, I know at least 12 of us. It might have been like 15 sure, sure. people went. I mean, we, we all kind of hung around together and everybody wanted to go. Um, and, and most of my friends did. So, but we traveled in three different groups. Okay. Um, leaving at different times, different vehicles, 
No right. idea what we were going to find when we got there. Do you all have different maps with different little circles? Like, all right, this is the way, the route we're going to go to get out to. I, I don't think so. <laughs> not nothing, nothing that organized. You know, it was Woodstock, man. Right. We're not, we're not, we're not trying to lay down some rules here. Um, but so, miraculously, at least to us, it mm-hmm. seemed miraculous. We all found each other. Like, with uh, two groups found each other immediately upon. What? When we got there. But there was like yeah. hundreds of thousands of people. You don't have I know, pagers Jordan. or cell phones to reach out to each other. Well, right? I, I think it was, uh, you know, cosmically uh, meant to be. Mm, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it feels very Woodstocky. Of yeah, you very Woodstocky. <laughs> so we've, we've, uh, first two groups found each other right away, even before the festival began. Uh, and on either the first or second day, I forget what it was, we're sitting in the crowd, you know, of, I don't know how many, 100,000, maybe yeah. 200,000 people. Look up over to the right, about twenty yards away, and there's our other friends. So what? yeah, so everyone was, found each other. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. So so Woodstock was indeed Rick. It sounds like a magical place where just lots of magic happened. Well, that seemed magic. I'll tell you, yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. Well, I mean, that's the legend. So you obviously there's there's been so much hype about Woodstock before yeah. we did the segment. Jordan was talking about how he grew up. Just you know, all of us did. Oh my the god, the folks. Woodstock 50 LP was like a. I mean, or the the original recording rather was like a, a standard in the house. Yeah, and then of course for us growing up, I mean, the Woodstock logo became an iconic brand. I mean, it was almost sure. like marketed to us as music fans when we were growing up. Yeah, to be like this is this is like the 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 gold standard. Yes. of getting together through music. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's obviously this huge kind of, you know. Aura around Woodstock, but as a guy who was there, does does the aura really match the experience? What was it like? Well, the experience could be um, uh, pretty difficult yeah. because, uh, especially as like I'm a little bit claustrophobic, to be in a <laughs> that that many people in a crowd of that many people yeah. was a little bit unsettling. And um, at, in at the time, you know, you didn't realize that this was going to be some watershed event. Sure. There, you sense that it was something bigger than than you had anticipated because there were so many people. They stopped taking tickets. It was a free festival. Unfortunately, I paid for my ticket. I think oh. there were, I think it was eighteen dollars for three days. So. Oh no, eighteen bucks. Yeah, eighteen eighteen bucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I had a great time listening to music the first night. Uh, but after that, I just had to kind of get out and sure. wander around on yeah, my own, which yeah. I did. Which I did. So the experience of that many folks around, I mean, again, three weeks prior, you had been at the Midwest Rock Fest, which was probably a, a reasonable sized crowd to see Led Zeppelin, et cetera, et yeah, cetera. Yeah. This is now hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, how far are lines going to get into the grounds at this point? There there were, I, and I know this because I, I took this weird ride on the back of a Volkswagen <laughs> through, the, uh, through the Catskills, literally standing on the back of this car. Uh, mile for miles and miles, these uh, country wooded roads, yeah. winding, hilly, were were bumper to bumper with vehicles. So I don't know how those people, you know, got from their cars down to the festival, but uh, it, it was the scope of it was really really striking. You know, Piet and I talk about big music festivals now all the time on this segment. Uh, well, because that's really, I mean, it's it's an industry now. The the big music festival um, is. It doesn't matter if you're in the UK, if you're in the US, if you're in South America, they're just everywhere. Um, I would imagine there had to have been a lot of like tragedies and, and issues and problems, but you tell me that it really wasn't like that at all. Yeah, no, that that's true. And um, I, I have read that there, you know, there were no 
serious violent incidents. Right. Um, uh, there were a couple of people who died, I think, but it was either an accident yep. or, or natural. And looking back on it, you can think that it, it was pretty remarkable that uh, people basically self-organized right. to to maintain a um, you know a, a reasonably comfortable uh, atmosphere in the circumstances. I mean, it rained like every day, and it sure. be, you know, the, the mud <laughs> was just ridiculous. But um, you know, people treated each other well, basically yeah. with respect and kindness. So that's a good legacy. Awesome. What's it been like for you to kind of look back now that we're at the 50th anniversary and remember? And I'm sure across these decades, maybe it's even become more and more uh, cool or important for you to be like, yeah, I was at Woodstock. I don't know if you're the kind of guy that would just bump into people and be like, hey, I was at Woodstock. But still, <laughs> now that now that Woodstock has become such a thing, a thing that you didn't even yeah. anticipate going into it, what's it been like to kind of reflect over the decades and what's it meant for you? Well, um, I, I don't think about it very much. I mean, I, I haven't over the last, it's 50 years. Right. I mean, good Lord. That's, uh, uh, if you spent all your time reflecting <laughs> on Woodstock over 50 years, that would be a pretty sad life. Um, and I seldom, if ever, volunteer that I was at Woodstock. If someone mm. asks me, I'll, I'll tell them. Um, uh, but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of cool there. Um, I, I was talking to a friend of mine, one of our group, who was um, over the weekend, who was there. And he lives down in Texas, and he's a good musician, and he plays with these, he was saying, these old Texas rock and rollers, including some guys who um, uh, have played with, like, the Vaughn brothers, sure. Stevie Ray and yeah. Jimmy, well, yeah. the late Stevie Ray and Jimmy Vaughn. And um, they found out he'd been at Woodstock, and these guys were, like, amazed. Yeah. That, and they're more like his contemporaries in age. Um, so... Yeah, there, there's a certain cachet to it, but um, it's still, it's half a million people. So um, I, the most, one of the, personally, one of the most interesting things that happened to me was right afterward, about a year afterward, um, I'm at this uh, house party and there's this young woman. Uh, we get to talking and we hit it off cool. and talked for a few hours and she couldn't believe that I had been at Woodstock, and she thought that was really cool. And I tell you, I was not a cool Woodstock person. I just, like, I, it kind of flipped me out a little bit, and uh, I did spend, uh, I spent more time wandering around than I did listening to music. But just having been there, that helped me uh, really get along with this young woman who I later married, and we've been married for almost 47 years. Oh, wow. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I think that's probably the best thing that can happen. Yeah, there you experience. go. I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> right Abs on. Absolutely. Oh, that's incredible. Um, and Rick, you wrote this story. We, sh we should plug this. You wrote a story yeah. uh, for the journal Sentinel. It's a great story. You can find at uh, jsonline.com. It'll be in the paper uh, this Sunday. Sunday, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so definitely please, please look out for that story. And thanks for sharing the story with us, too. Yeah, it's fun. Thanks a lot, guys. Oh, Rick, it was a pleasure. We thank you. And, and we thank all of you for listening. Of course, there's going to be lots of conversation in our world around Woodstock 50 this week. So just add this into your conversation and add us into your subscriptions. If you don't subscribe to the podcast, this is the time to do it. Every week, Pete and I are talking about the music that comes into the city of Milwaukee, the music that comes out of the city of Milwaukee, and the stories of Milwaukee's music history. You can follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And of course, you can go to RadioMilwaukee.org or you go to JSOnline.com. Pete, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time. <laughs>